What's going on at the Stables Theatre? Uh, yeah, the bullying, it's, it's motivating me. Uh... I'm Stuart Bailey, and I've been checking the timetable for the first bus to Bowenabeg. It's almost time for the Stables 2023 programme to kick off, and one thing's for sure, it's kicking off in style, with another piece of new writing, and the world premiere no less, of Sean Hume's first bus to Bowenabeg. It's a black comedy set in the far west of Ireland at the turn of the century. The story involves lost loves and the darker side of Ireland's recent history. The plot revolves around Finian, returning home for a funeral. He'd run away from his violently abusive father, spent time in America, and now lives in Dublin as a happily gender-fluid individual. Finian regards himself as a man who sometimes dresses and behaves as a woman, and this is one of those times, so his return raises hackles among some of the community, as well as a mixture of memories for his siblings, the adoring younger sister May and the elder sister Bride. Meanwhile, the universally loathed father still manages to disrupt his own funeral, causing almost as much chaos dead as he did when he was alive. Even the local funeral director refuses to bury him. We heard from Sean and director Jenny Lloyd Lyons in an earlier podcast, the link to which is in the show notes to this episode. So just a couple of weeks away from opening night, I talked to the stars of the show, Aisling Tigwell, who plays Bride, and Liam Banks, who is Finian. Book your tickets now, online at stablestheatre.co.uk or on 01424 423 221. Ashwing and Liam, you are the stars of First Bus to Balnebeg. How does it feel doing a play that's never been done before? You're, you're effectively doing the world premiere. Oh, I think it's quite exciting. I've never had that opportunity before, actually, to be the first person to play a part. It's quite an unusual thing, actually, in the more amateur world of um, dramatics, because you don't oft- you often are getting things that have been performed several times before um, and have been performed by professionals before um, coming down to our more regional theatres. So actually, it's really it's a really exciting opportunity. We've been doing an awful lot of uh, yeah, just. Uh, Ripping each other, really. To be no, it's, it's good because I mean, lots of plays you need to have a a chemistry with the other actors, and it, different plays I've done will have different levels of uh, chemistry um, depending on whether you like your cast members or not. Which kind of like you think, oh, you just got to be professional, but there is an element of you know you have to sort of get on with people in the first place, especially if you're playing a family, which we are, yeah. and the idea is we're supposed to be showing that really because it's not just any old family; it's a very close knit family in a small town in Ireland with there's no communication elsewhere so all they have is each other so like we have to try and put that across in our characters in a way in a a, our essence of closeness comes across (laughs) or I hope it does but you know I hope it does I hope it does I think it's I was sort of thinking about this today and actually I think it's a really unusual play in the um, fact that it explores the relationship between a brother and a sister yeah which is not very often explored in in plays or in in literature in general really i think it's it's kind of one of those unusual things as i say the central two characters of this piece are a brother and a sister who haven't seen each other for 10 years and 
what their relationship is like and their relationship to the others that sort of form part of the backbone of uh, the community of Bannon Abeg. Mm. Did you two know each other particularly well before you, you, you got the parts? No. Or you, or basically you've created, you've created the relationship well, in the course of the rehearsal? Yeah, what's happened is basically I've rocked up and Ashling's gone, right, we need to do this and this and this and this scene and you're <laughs> going to stay big, longer. Typical big system. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's sort of the part. It's, it's not, there's, no, there's no acting needed really. It's just kind of... <laughs> That's just happened. The di- the dynamic is immediately set. I'm being lugged around, dragged to extra rehearsals and stuff. And, you know, there we are. You'll come with me, boy. Yeah, well, pretty much. I don't know, it's been quite like that. No, I've been, like, no, I've been like, I'm very much like I've been very much like. Well, particularly the first half of the play. The first half of the play is essentially Liam and I do not leave the stage. Yeah. Um, I think we've got about a page and a half off between us. Yeah, um, pretty much, something like that. Something like that. And a lot of it is very much just the two of us talking. We've only sort of met at the start of this rehearsal period and we kind of very quickly had to establish this sibling relationship. Of, uh, so the, 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 the plot, your father has died effectively. Mm-hmm. Liam, your character, Finian, has come back for the funeral. Yeah. You are bride or bridey? It's bride and she's, as I say, she's the older sister. So um, the father is this sort of huge figure that looms over the play, really. Although he's dead, um, he is this monstrous figure, really. And he's, and actually, the play really explores how this father has um, affected not only the wider community of the town but also his two oldest um, children in particular because there's a younger sister may but i think she's sort of been protected by bride and by madge who's one of the other characters in the play to a certain extent um so hasn't quite been as affected by the dad but certainly bride and finian in particular have been really really affected by this this dad who is a murderer essentially Mm. heavily implied that he has had involvement with the ira because the play is set um in the year 2000 so we're only just into the good friday agreement so all of their growing up would have been during the troubles and although the play is not actually in the north of ireland um it's around that north south border and so you've got this monstrous looming figure of this dad that just is yeah has who, who's not been, who's not been popular in the village either because isn't isn't there a point with the village undertaker refuses to to bury him no one wants to bury him no one wants to do his funeral for him because absolutely everyone hated him and, and has the relationship between you and as in your, your character finian was it your father that drove you away from the village in the first place yeah the idea is that finian has been sort of forced away to um, Dublin and then he's gone and moved to America but because living with his dad was just so horrible that he had to leave he was desperate and so he he felt that he was forced to and especially with his the fact that he's gay and he, he you know he's gender fluid the, the place didn't suit him and he felt that he was stunted there. So how did Bride react to her sibling effectively being chased away? I think Bride has got an awful lot of internalised emotions. Um, she's dis- she's considering being a nun. A nun. Yeah, she's yes. at the start of the play. She's she's on a leave of absence from the nunnery, essentially. Um, and actually, whereas Finian's been driven away uh, by the dad and by the dad's monstrous behaviour, 
effectively bride's been driven into being a nun as her only escape from the dar and from his life and from all of that she even has a point in the play where she says um that effectively that was her only escape that was her only option um and she's also dealing with a lot of grief grief of losing her brother he's gone away and she's also got this lost love for Malachi who is a character in the play who left her who again was driven away by the Dar um so effectively the Dar's probably taken away her two other male figures in her life taken away her brother and taken away her potential love and so she's kind of just been left in this little rural village in Ireland with nothing very much to do and is yeah I guess quite repressed and quite um, lonely at the start of the play really. So coming back to the fact that this is a new play I mean when it Mm -hmm. first night at stables will effectively be its world premiere Um, as actors how does that feel I mean does it change the way you approach it's, it's never been done before, so there's no template to look at, even if you'd wanted to do something different. It's, it's just completely fresh. Yeah, it's, for me, it's really exciting. It's, it feels like a blank canvas. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those dream moments of like, oh my gosh, I actually get to originate a, a role. I guess if it ever got published, you'd have your mm. little name in the list of who played this part first, which would be, <laughs> which would be amazing. So, yeah, I think it's... it's, it's um, it's a really exciting, unique opportunity. It's, it's something I've never had the opportunity to do. I don't know about you, Liam. No, I mean, it's not It's even just that, I don't know, some <clears throat> random person wrote a play that was all right and someone put it on somewhere. It's, you know, everything's been printed, there's the directors, a budget. It's all done very professionally. So it isn't mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just doing a play that someone wrote. It is like a real premiere. Yeah. I mean, it is a premiere, so it, it is exciting. that And there's... Arguably, nothing. no one can compare you to anyone who's ever done it before, or no one's probably ever heard of it before, so you're people's only impression, so you'll be the best they've ever seen of this play. <laughs> also the worst, but mainly, <laughs> mainly the best. I'm sure, and, and as I say, Sean's writing is so beautiful mm. in places. It's really, really, really touching, it's, and it's, it's, it sort of lifts off its, the page for itself, I think, really, for, yeah, for us as it, actors. He's, he's given us a real gift in his writing. It feels very, <laughs> like, real, like, authentic. The characters don't feel superficial or, like, exaggerated. Um, I'm sure there's some exaggerated, like, jokey moments, but most of it all feels like how people would actually react if they were put in that situation. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, even just like some of the sibling relationship elements of it, like I feel like I can link to my own sibling relationships and, and it just, yeah, it all feels very real and it is, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very good script. Was it the fact that it was something new that particularly attracted you to audition for it? Well, I was very lucky in the fact that I got to do the original very, very, very first reading of it. Um, so I, I think way back in I think October 2020, so right in the middle of lockdown, I was approached by um, the chairman of the PAG and they said they were putting on and they were doing some play reading nights of these new plays. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, I'd be really interested to do that. Obviously, right at that point in lockdown was quite, I you need did, to do needed something. needed anything. <laughs> I needed anything. I needed to do something. Acting, I was really, really missing it. And t- Tim, who's the chairman of the PAG, he said to me, I said, I've, he's, he said, I've got an Irish, ac- Irish play. Can you do an Irish accent? I said, well, my mum's Irish. I 
think I can. I can give it a go. I'll see how it goes. And so, yeah, I, I, I did it. And then I um, was very fortunate again to be able to, uh, to be asked to do the um, stage reading, which happened in 2021. Obviously, when it came out for its full audition, I was like, oh, definitely, definitely. I want that. I want that. <laughs> I want that far. It's something with Bride. I really identify with her. I identify with her feelings, her... She's in her 30s. She's had all this kind of stuff happen in her life. Her life hasn't really gone the way she thought it would go. Um, and yeah, I just really identified with that sort of longing and that sort of feeling with her. So I thought it's, it's, it was such a unique opportunity and, and the play is so well written. I was like, I, yeah, really, really wanted it when it came out. And William, what about you? I wish I could talk that much about why I did it. I honestly hadn't really heard of it. Um, Tim uh, emailed me and said, Hi, I saw you in Hay Fever. Do you want to audition for this? I said, OK. And I went to the audition and I got the part. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't know. It looked, it looked good. I didn't read loads of it before I got the part. Um, I liked the fact that it was Irish because I quite like doing accents and stuff and I thought it would be cool to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a good opportunity, but I didn't do lots of research or know much about it before. And the Stables new playwriting competition is mm. it's establishing a head of steam because mm -hmm. what's been done so far, Seven Swimmer, Whiskey mm -hmm. and Soda, yeah. has, has all been very, very good. And yeah. it, it sounds as if this is going mm. to be, again, up there. Yeah, I, I think it's... As I say, I think it's a very, very well-written play. I think Sean has created this... He's definitely given you this real sense of this rural village life in Ireland. Um, I hope it's going to make you laugh in places. I think it could also make you cry in places as well, this play. I think it's got the potential to do both. Having seen some of the other new writing as well, I think... Uh, I think the stables is very well placed to, to be putting these sorts of things on and I think um, nor may it continue. Sean does describe it as a black comedy. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it is. It's sort of up there and uh, up there in sort of the finest tradition of Irish writing, I guess, in terms of like, I love, I love Irish comedies. I love, grew up with Father Ted, absolutely loved Father Ted. <laughs> and then obviously um, more recently Dairy Girls as well, mm. which has had phenomenal success. And this is probably set in a very similar sort of area to, yeah. to some of Dairy Girls yeah. as well. And so, in a similar time era, era to Dairy Girls. So as we record this, just a couple of weeks out from first performance, Everything going as it should be? Everybody happy with how it's together? How's it going, Liam? Uh, how's, the bullying, uh, how's the bullying from the big sister? Uh, yeah, the bullying, it's, it's motivating me. Um, no, Dri driving the performance. Yeah, uh, I think um, it's, uh, you know, there's, I've done other shows where it feels like we have half a show with a week to go or something, we have to put it all together. In my opinion, we're right on track and hopefully it will all go smoothly. Um, yeah, and also we're, we're getting very familiar with the characters, so if, if we don't know our lines fully, which of course we will, um, <laughs> then I think we know the characters enough to just be in it and just, just carry on as usual and not actually let that affect us too much. I, at least I think that's where we're at, so we're mm -hmm. at a good point, I think. Is it about knowing, feeling that you know the character? Yeah, like if someone depth. took a script away from me, like if I was improvising, I think I know the character well enough to be able to do that. Which I think is a good point to be in a play where you can feel comfortable if something goes wrong, people forget their lines. The other thing is this is definitely my biggest 
part and it's the most lines I've ever had in any play um, so there's so much to talk about most of the time I'm on for one scene and I'm off again or something like that and come back later but this it's like yeah. the, the reverse of it it's like you're on the whole time you leave for like two or three pages and come back on again like um, so you really you really get used to the way that your character talks the way they think mm-hmm. and and because you're always on stage so you understand how you feel act walk move yada 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 just by being on stage so much yeah, the, the level of concentration especially if you see the first half yeah. the two of you are there so much mm-hmm. that must be the first half is a set of, well I, I've described it um, as a conversation between the two of us punctuated by other people mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms yeah. of it, that's how it feels in places in terms of like um, some of the things that, that happen it's 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 yeah it's intense but it's a good intense it's a really good um level to be at and it's it's um and I think yeah Liam and I have now got quite a good sort of shorthand with each other in terms of um what goes on and how we how we interact and what we what we do I think I think we're much more comfortable with each other I think it's like there's the there has to be a degree of comfortableness I think within what we're doing because we are having to be quite tactile in places you know I've got to you know hug it we we do a lot of hugging a lot of that kind of stuff it's 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 i think we've broken through all of that sort of awkwardness mm-hmm. now and i think we're yeah as i say you will rapidly tell me that i'm a yeah <laughs> well, it, well if whistlers can hear some noise in the background the the rehearsal i think is getting underway again yeah so I'd, hopefully I'd better not take up <laughs> any more of your time oh thank you very much Stuart, for having us it's, um, um, we really enjoyed it and actually just yeah just say to anyone who is sort of on the fence about coming um i think yeah give it a go give it a go i mean it costs less than coming to the cinema it certainly costs less than coming to the cinema and i think it's a different experience than coming to the cinema and you're not going to see this anywhere else um it's a new brand new piece of writing and as i say sean has created this amazing play so please come and see it and if it ever becomes really famous you would have seen the first performance You can now find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search for Stables Theatre Hastings. Then, if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. And that way you'll be helping other people find our growing catalogue of podcasts. Book your tickets now online at stablestheatre.co.uk or on 01424 423 221